Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, The Light.
Clint Westcott was a bearded, floppy-headed bum attired in rags. For ten years, old Whiskers, as he was known by his cronies, had resided among the weeds on a slope at the base of a cliff in Los Angeles. His home had no walls, floors, or ceiling, just a broken-down chair, an old mattress, a campfire, and several large rocks for his guests to sit on. In his earlier years, Clint was an industrialist person. He ran a service station in Burnt Hills, New York, which he abandoned in 1953 when he headed west. The station was sold in 1961 for $15,124.38, and the money was banked to Westcott's credit by a New York court. Accumulated interest bought the deposit to nearly $20,000. Attorney John P. Brown saw a story in the Schenectady Gazette about old whiskers and immediately contacted him. When told of his fortune, he turned his back on it. He said, I'd rather stay at the bottom of the barrel. Give me a dollar. I'll take it and buy a drink, but I don't want that money. Few people would reject earthly riches as did old whiskers. But multitudes spurned God's gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is even more foolish than the action of old whiskers. So much is at stake. Eternal life in heaven with the Lord and spiritual riches here upon this earth. In fact, when we know the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, no matter what problems and trials we may face, we know that we will spend eternity with Him. Listen now as John Harris sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Wasted Years. Have you wandered along on life's pathway? Have you lived without love, a life of Have you searched for the great hidden meaning, or is your life filled with long wasted years? Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish, as you walk on in darkness and fear. Turn around, turn around, God is calling, He's calling you from a life of wasted years. Search for wisdom and seek understanding, there is someone who knows and always Give it up, give it up, the load you're bearing. You can't go on in a life of wasted years. Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish. As you walk on in darkness and fears, Turn around, turn around, God is calling, He's calling you 
life of wasted years. He's calling you from a life of wasted years. You're listed join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for a service. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30, here with many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. The leaves are falling, and soon it will be time for the Ball Brothers concert here at the Altoona Bible Church. The concert will be on Saturday, December the 14th at 6 p.m. There is no charge for tickets. However, a free will offering will be taken. Please join us for an evening of God-honoring music that will lift your spirits and help you focus on the true meaning of the Christmas season. Listen now as the brass trio plays for us the trumpets this beautiful song entitled, Holy, Holy, Holy.
years ago, there was a preacher in California by the name of Joe Conley. He was responsible for building several large churches, but he had never been truly saved, and in time he left the ministry. He became an editorial writer on the Times in Los Angeles and then on the Examiner. He began to drink, and it became his ruin, and he soon was in the gutter. A friend sent him to Alaska to start life again in new surroundings, but he slipped even lower, finally working as a cleanup man in a saloon. The gold rush was on, and Conley lived in a lonely log cabin to hold claim for a prospector who kept him supplied with whiskey. After a few weeks, two friends in the same moral and spiritual condition as himself came to stay with him, and you can imagine the unspeakable blasphemy and carousing which followed. Then one of his friends became deathly sick. Searching in his trunk for medicine, Conley found the Bible. He was about to throw it in the fire when one of the men stopped him, suggesting that since there was nothing to read in that deserted place, even the scripture might afford some amusement. Conley started to hand him the sacred book when his eyes met the inscription on the first page. To my darling daddy with love from Florence. It was a Bible his young daughter had given him. Then things began to change. The sick man asked to have the word read to him every day. And since it was shortly before Christmas, they read and reread the story of the Savior's birth. One night as they were reading it, they admitted to each other that for several weeks, they had each wanted to pray in that forsaken cabin. The three drunks knelt to ask the Lord for salvation. They rose from their knees, dragged the whiskey barrel out into the snow, and smashed it into pieces. They were gloriously saved. Conley resumed his preaching and was later made the dean of a Bible school in Oregon. His two associates gave their lives to testify and tell others what the Lord had done for them. God's word can also enrich your life and bring you salvation if you are not already saved. But a Bible that is unused, unread, is no charm in itself. You may own a dozen Bibles, gilt-edged, bound in beautiful Moroccan leather, with your name stamped gold letters and your parents' and your children's name carefully inscribed within. But if you do not study the Scriptures and have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what good is your array of Bibles? Read it every day. You will find that it's truly the wonderful word of life. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings this song for us entitled, Near the Cross. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There are precious
Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. The words of the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7, the Olivet Discourse, Matthew chapter 24 and 25, the seven sayings from the cross. And the seven sayings from the cross were not the last words ever spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ. Following his death on the cross, you have his burial three days and three nights, and then his resurrection. What did the Lord Jesus Christ do during the time period after his resurrection, but before his ascension on the 40th day? Acts chapter 1 verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So for the forty days from his resurrection to his ascension, the Lord Jesus Christ taught concerning the kingdom of God and not about the church, the body of Christ. Do we have any scriptural references to what he specifically taught during this time period? Absolutely. Luke chapter 24, verses 46 to 51. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them that he was departed from them and carried up into heaven. Luke chapter 24 verse 51 records the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also seen in Mark 16, 19, Acts chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. What did the Lord Jesus Christ teach during this time? What, what Bob, 
scholars would say is the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. All nations, teaching, baptizing them, observe all things. Mark 16, 15 and 16. Go and preach the gospel to every creature. What gospel? Not the gospel, the grace of God, but this gospel, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And this baptism is not for testimony, but clearly for salvation. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mark 16 also had signs following them that believe. Luke chapter 24 verses 46 to 49 preached the gospel, but beginning at Jerusalem and then wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. John chapter 20, so send I you. And they had the power to remit and to retain sin. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, your witnesses, and there was a definite order, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. These are the words of Lord Jesus Christ during his post-resurrection ministry. And according to Acts 1, 3 that we previously read, his words were concerning the kingdom of God and not the church, the body of Christ. And there is an absolute difference between the kingdom of God and the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, we read these words. When they were therefore were come together, they asked of him. His disciples are asking the Lord, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Look at their question. Look at the the apostles' question that they raised to the Lord Jesus Christ. Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? If the Lord Jesus Christ for 40 days had been teaching about the church, the body of Christ, about Jews and Gentiles joint heirs in a body, why this question? Obviously, then his disciples were not listening. They asked this question because for 40 days, the Lord Jesus Christ had been teaching them about the kingdom of God and not about the church, and they had no clue about the church. So they asked him, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? In Acts chapter 1, verse 7, he gives the answer. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, involves the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises concerning the earthly kingdom where the Messiah would be ruling. Also, the Abrahamic covenant, the Davidic covenant, and the new covenants would be literally, literally, and wonderfully fulfilled. And these covenants are not being fulfilled either literally or somehow spiritually through the church, the body of Christ, in the dispensation of God's grace. Acts chapter, Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 says these words, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The words given by the Lord Jesus Christ during his post-resurrection ministry are not the final and last words that he ever said. 
We want to continue this study. Again, remember, all Scripture given by the inspiration of God, all Scripture equally inspired, but it has to be rightly divided. And that's the key to understanding God's Word, rightly, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've never trusted Him, the only way of salvation, it's not through good works, it's not through some religious activity, it's by faith alone in Christ. Won't you trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it is eternally too late in your life? And as Christians, we need to study God's Word We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to rightly divide it. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus.